Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the third episode of the Fourth Man Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Sigismond. Alongside me is, again, Will from Big 3 News. I would say our first episode went pretty well, so I had to bring it back on. Will, thanks for coming back on again today. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. Um, the first episode was a huge hit, so <laughs> let's hope we, hopefully we can go two for two. Yeah, well, we're in an exciting time for Big 3. We're about to take over the summer a little bit. Um, I know the NBA playoffs are still going on, so... They are on everybody's mind still. But once those end, you know, people are going to miss basketball. And this is a perfect time to get into the big three league. Uh, exciting time today. We had the combine here on Tuesday, April 30th today. Before we get into all that and our big boards, Will and I's big boards, we are going to break down some of the news that went down in the big three that happened since our last episode. Uh, first of all, we, we had a couple of expansion teams get some new head coaches and Reggie Theus and Nate Tiny Archibald, uh, Tiny Archibald was named to the alien was named the Aliens head coach, uh, and Theus was named the Bivouac head coach. What do you think of those those the uh, those head coaching assignings, Will? Yeah, I mean, I think they're both very interesting. Um, Nate Archibald, Tiny Archibald, that's uh, that's just another Hall of Fame player, <laughs> right? Um, that's Adam just you know somebody that's going to bring. I know he had. I mean, you look at these teams that he played for. He played on the Cincinnati Royals. The Kansas City Kings, the <laughs> yeah. New York Nets, the Buffalo Braves. Yeah, and this generation, um, some unheard of teams. Yeah, so he just brings in a whole other generation into the big three um, that will hopefully follow him. I mean, he's a heck of a player, so, you know, to be coached by him, aliens, you know, I'm sure that's an honor for them. And yeah. then uh, Reggie Theus, I think, is also pretty interesting because he's like our our first head coach with, like head coaching experience in the NBA. Right. Yeah. First so one that, to actually have yeah. some experience behind it and, and get going, not a, uh, you know, first time gig for him. So. Yes. Yeah, so that'll be pretty, um, pretty interesting to see how he does. Um, I mean, it's definitely a different style transitioning from five, five to three on three. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's cool. All good things, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think Archibald and Andre Owens, their aliens captain, will kind of work really well together as far as picking out player personnel tomorrow for the draft and yep. working alongside each other. I think they're a similar style of players. So Yeah, and especially, too, like Owens has been uh, – he's been a top pick in the last two drafts. Yeah. So he's been through the process, so he knows exactly what to uh, – what you're looking for. So, yeah, expect a good draft out of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one more bit of news here is that uh, power head coach Nancy Lieberman, who's also, you know – the the reigning champion at the moment. She joined the big three team uh, that is bidding on the Disney's regional sports network at the moment. We're one of the finalists for that right now, or I say we as in the big three, uh, huge addition there. She just continues to, you know, break down some barriers and make huge strides in what she's doing. So I'm sure they're happy to have her on board. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think the, the best part of it is too, you know, um, it's just really awesome to see how Nancy Lieberman has, sort of expanded. I mean, she was a legendary women's hoops player, right? We all right. knew that lady magic, but just the way that she's been able to um, expand her own personal brand, just kind of into this, I mean, teaming up with Ice Cube, Magic Johnson, LL Cool J, 
I mean, that's like on a whole other level. So I think that just speaks to the person that she is. You know, it seems like wherever she goes, people love her and they want to work with her more. So yeah, you know, whether that's power with the big three executives or now with this uh, bidding for the regional sports network. So I just think that's a testament to the person that she is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think my favorite thing that she's been doing so far has been her Twitter posts. You know, people will throw out the blocker charge and random random events that happen throughout their life. And she's been kind of the first one to act on it. So I think that's kind yeah. of, Oh, those are great, man. Her those media, are so funny. her social media personality is definitely uh, on another level. And I, I really enjoy it. Um, oh, no doubt. Her and Amy Trask, they're, they're yeah. a heck of a duo. Yeah, they are. And they, and it's, it's cool. Cause they're shouting each other out. Um, yeah, they, yeah. they know they're kind of in this together and it's really cool. Yeah. The strides they're making and uh, the people that they're impressing and uh, who all is enjoying it. So, mm-hmm. That that kind of that pretty much kind of covers the news today, as far as what's happened since the last time. Let's get into the exciting part here. Today we had the the big three combine, which has been a huge deal. I, I think it only got bigger with the additions that were added to the pool this year. And uh, before we get into our big boards, I kind of just want to bring up some things that that happened today that we weren't expecting. Um, first off, the probably probably the biggest one that I think happened was that Larry Sanders. There was a picture of Larry Sanders posted on Big Three's social media page that he was at, actually at the combine. Uh, you know, a huge defensive presence. He kind of had a, he kind of went down the wrong path, and which led to his dismissal of the NBA. So I think he's going to be a huge addition to that draft pool, and really will affect our big boards, at least in mine. I know it affected mine for sure. Yeah, it affected mine too. Um, also, we found out that it's about it's 8:08 p.m. here on the Eastern time zone that the lottery will actually be we'll actually find out the lottery tonight at 9 p.m on the big threes instagram live page uh we were all expecting it kind of to be a few hours before the draft but they decided to do it one day early so that uh you know we depending on how long we go and talk about our big boards we could have a live reaction to that (laughs) yeah definitely uh and then one more thing to add i know this wasn't this i guess could go into the news portion of things but the Big Three is also now partners with CBDMD, making them the official CBD partner. And the Big Three is also the first professional league to allow CBD use. Um, that's also their first jersey sponsor. I mean, what do you make of the addition of not only allowing CBD to the the league, but also having them as you know their f- first huge sponsor? Yeah, I mean, I think that's huge. Um, I think that's just going to give them a competitive advantage um, yeah. with other basketball leagues in terms of what players are looking for. Um, I think that's just such a huge part of uh, you look at this like this whole progressive medicine movement. Um, yeah. So that whole CBD and everything that's happening with that, I think players are kind of flocking to that right now. I mean, yeah. especially you have guys that once they retire from the NBA, they're very open on like how often that they use it and that how it does wonders for them, uh, for their bodies. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just think that just being open, having a league that's open and honest with their players and allows them to use it and now has a brand that backs it and supports it, um, I think that's just great. And I think that attracts a lot of people. I think that opens a lot of eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a league that, you know, give the players what they want. We, they, people have been asking for this. They, they, they uh, the players have told us or told media uh, different personnel about how much it really helps with their body, especially after they retire, going through a grind of 82 games in the NBA. And 
you know, to continue and further their basketball um, path, this is something that helps. So for them to kind of open that up finally, or a league actually finally open that up, I think it's really cool of the big three. And, you know, they just continue to make strides in what they're doing uh, as a league that's kind of changing the game. You know, that's what yep. that's what their motto is. So I think that's really cool as well. Um, also, that some things that happened at the Combine or – it was actually reported by Oliver Maroney, who does a really good job of talking about the big three. We mentioned that last time. Um, probably, you know, probably one of the better reporters should actually cover the league. He actually said that there were a few guys that impressed from his eyes today. Uh, one of them being the Drew League MVP, multi, you know, multi-time. I'm not using that word right, but a guy who's been the MVP of the Drew League multiple times in Franklin Session, a.k.a. Frank Nitty. Um, what, what do you... What do you kind of think of the guys who stood out today? I, I trying to remember them here off the top of my head. I think he mentioned Jason Richardson. That was kind of a no-brainer, as long mm-hmm. as Steve Blake. And then Chris Johnson was a little bit of a sleeper, uh, in my eyes. So what do, what do you kind of think of think of those names? And are you surprised by any of those? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely surprised by Chris Johnson. That was a name I wasn't expecting to hear. Um. I mean, Steve Blake, I think it became apparent that he was going to rise up as soon as he got there. Yeah. Um, footage came there... out almost immediately of how good he was shooting. Yeah. <laughs> and... he, was, he was everywhere, I felt like. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, good for him, man. Um, Frank Nitty, you know, he's a hooper. Um, I expected him to do good. I'm happy that he did. Um, but Oliver did say he did expand on his list a little bit, and he said that Xavier Silas is – I don't. I want to get the exact quote correct. I, I'm actually looking up, and I, I apologize to Xavier no, Silas if he ever if he ever actually listens to this. But yeah, he was actually Oliver actually said he was actually was as impressive as I've seen a big three player be yeah. in the comp. Him and Johnson were really good. Was his was verbatim what he said earlier today on t- his Twitter account. So, I mean, we, you know, Xavier Silas was the first guy to transfer from. Like, the big three and get a contract in the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously his goal probably wasn't to get back into the big three, but it just kind of shows the type of momentum and mentality he has to, yeah. despite having a little bit of excess to come back in the big three and continue to grind it out and try to make another chance for him. He's still a young guy. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so yeah, those are some guys to watch out in the big board. And this is, this, let's get into the big board. It's kind of been a, a tough process. Uh, I've been kind of working on this for maybe three or four days. Uh, I don't know about you, and it's a little bit tough because we weren't actually at the combine to be able to see what everyone was doing. Yeah. Um, some factors I had into making this this big board had to do with you know previous three on three or big three experience, age, uh, the m- recency of when they last played. Uh, I think size was a big one because. There weren't a lot of big dudes in this draft. There's a lot of guys who were in that 6'4 to 6'8 range, but there's not a yep. lot of size. So I, I factored that in a little bit. Um, we're going to kind of break this down in a similar version of the big three drafts. So the first round last year was 10 guys or 10 teams picked, and then second was 11 teams, and then third was 10. We'll, we'll talk more extensively about the guys 1 through 10. Um well, you're the guest on the show, so let's hear your 10 first. So I guess um, I know you and I have the same number one. There's kind of an asterisk next to it because <laughs> we don't know if he's actually going to be available to be drafted yet. Right. Um, but if he does get released by 
three's company, I think the undisputed number one pick is Andre Emmett. Absolutely. He, I he's... think you have an MVP candidate. You know, he, he definitely turned up once uh, three's company got hit with a little bit of injuries. So yeah. if you were to pick him up, and I think every team knows it, I think that you are gaining an MVP candidate. So yeah. he, to me, in my mind, unless proven otherwise, is the undisputed number one pick. Yeah, he, he Let's kind say of... Three's company doesn't lose their minds, and they do <laughs> have to keep him. Number one, I have Allen Anderson. Okay. Uh, um, that's actually a good was, selection. Yeah, he was a top pick last year to Three's company. Um, he was the number two pick, if memory serves me right. Um, and he just had a very good season with Three's company. And so, just like you, I'm heavily valuing big three experience. Yeah. So I think that if he was the number two and he had a great season, I think he's going number one again. Yeah. Uh, and Alan Anderson was with killer threes last year, right? Pairing yep. up there with Steven Jackson. Um, yeah. uh, so my top two are just a little bit different. I'll, I'll let you get into your next two here. Um, well, they're not much different. Andre Emmett is my undisputed number one as well. If for some reason three's company does not retain him. Um, that would just be absurd. And yeah. he's, he's kind of following in those Andre Owens footsteps where he was the number two pick last year and then the number one pick the following year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and my number two is actually another guy who has an asterisk next to his name and Jason Maxiel. I think he has two of the factors I was looking for as t- in terms of size, uh, not only height wise, but he's a big dude. He's a lot, he's a big load and a lot to handle down there in the block. Um, he's also got an asterisk next to his name because I think, Three's company would be crazy to let go of either of those guys. Uh, my number one, um, if Three's company doesn't go off the deep end for whatever reason, would actually be Jason Richardson. Um, okay. Followed by Alan Anderson there. So um, it, it kind of made me feel a little bit better that today uh, Oliver came out and said Jason did, uh, Richardson did well. Yeah. Um, not surprising. Obviously, he had a lot of success in the NBA. And if it weren't for a few other names, his – his name would probably be at the top of the board, um, but with the big three adding so much talent this year, you know, he kind of gets lost in that shuffle a little bit. So mm-hmm. you're ruling out the guy from Three's Company. You got Alan Anderson, and I got Jason Richardson. Let's let's hear the rest of that um, that that order in the first ten. Yeah. So um, after Alan Anderson, I have Xavier Silas. Um, I bumped him up. I didn't know what to <laughs> think of him. Yeah. I didn't know if he was going to be uh in game shape or not but i assumed that he was going to so after oliver tweeted that i bumped him up to number two um and then i have Derek byers and then yep and then i have um jason maxiel at like kind of yeah uh, that that (laughs) other asterisk yeah he's in that weird spot there yeah Uh, and then after that i have jamario moon um, okay. He was great for three-headed monsters, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see if he gets a bigger role on another team. Yeah. Um, and then number five, I have Mario Chalmers. Okay, that's a guy that's quietly gone through this process. Um, Correct. I a little bit I, underrated, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he. Um, I don't know if he was at the combine today, but Didn't I know he was just recently him. on an NBA roster, so I think everybody knows what he's capable of. Right. And then after today, um, I, number six is Steve Blake. I bumped yeah. him up. That's, and, that's... Then, um, and then after Steve Blake, I'll do Chris Johnson, just after the comments made about him today. 
of how good he's looking. And then after Johnson, I have Quintel Woods, who again was an ac- another excellent role player last year, who I think is ready to take yeah. the next step. Another underrated guy for sure. Yeah. And then uh, Jason Richardson. And then my last two, I know it's like technically like 12, but I have yeah. like Andre Emmett and Jason Maxfield separate. Um, I have Brandon Rush and Frank Nitty in rounding out my first round. Okay. So. And mind you, we haven't looked at each other's big boards or anything. This is completely off the top of the, the dome or maybe yeah. in a Word article. But a lot of similarities, but also some big-time differences, I think. For, first okay. off, because I think you have Jason Richards so much lower than I do. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm obviously – I didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. I'm just basing no. this off prior experience. <laughs> yeah. I think Jason Richardson's a hell of a player. Yeah, I think Jason Richardson's a hell of a player, and I think whoever gets him is going to get a steal um, if he drops down to where you get him. Uh, So he's my presumed number one uh, without any of the asterisks. Uh, My number two would actually be Alan Anderson, so we're pretty similar there. And then following him would be Xavier Silas. Uh, I moved him up a lot. I didn't even have him in my top 35 originally. um, Oh, really? Just because I wasn't sure – you know, he he played a minimal role on power last year. Yeah. And I wasn't sure how involved he was going to be or even wanted to be. because. And that's the other thing, too. Like, I wasn't even looking for his name because technically power is supposed to retain 100% of the roster. Yeah, I was a little confused by that as well. So, so. I, I, I guess they let him go, you know? Yeah, because Xavier I... Silas and Ryan Gomes were on there. And those were two guys that were on power, but for some reason were also in the in the draft pool. So, you know. Like yeah, we so said, the big, the big three is changing the game. They can do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> it's changing the game, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they just improvise on the fly. They can retain yeah, everybody, mean, listen, but if man, they don't that's want That's what you got to do, you know, at this stage. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I'm not, you know, nobody's knocking them. You know, if what are you, you going to do? You're going to tell Xavier Silas he has to sit there on the bench and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, just like, be like, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not like the NBA when these guys have contracts or whatever and you're doing right. a bunch of egos. Yeah, They're all absolutely. in a group chat, and he was like, yo, do you mind if I go to another team? Like, yeah, no, no problem. You know? Yeah. It's, you I mean, know, like, that's, that's the cool thing about the big three. We're, we're at a point now where you basically can still do kind of cool stuff like that, and you kind of work with people. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think, again, it, it speaks back to what we were talking about with the, the CBD sponsor and the fact that the big three is willing to listen to, to its players for the better good for them. It's not about the league and making money. It's about guys getting another chance or guys even getting a, a first chance to yeah. to continue their basketball career at a professional level. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's really cool. And so I said Jason Richardson, one, Anderson, two, Silas, three, Steve Blake, four. Um, and then we get into some subtle differences here. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so I have actually have Josh Powell listed next. I thought he did, he played really well when he came on late for killer threes last year. And I think, again, I'm factoring in size. I think he's got a little bit more size and I think teams will covet that. Um, again, not a guy I heard about, but with 132 players in the draft full working out, you know, we're not going to hear about everybody. Um, after Josh Powell, I actually threw in Stromau Swift. I think he could be excited. He could be a really exciting player in the big three uh, with his leaping abilities. And he had, he had some good success there in Memphis and some, for some other NBA teams. So, again, that's one I'm basing off. 
the the path in the NBA. And then I threw um, a guy we saw on social media pages a little bit today, and it could just be because he's, you know, the number one ranked FIBA player in the world is Dusan Balut. Uh, he looked pretty good from what I saw. Obviously, I only saw a couple of clips. I have him following Stromile Swift. And let's see, because my, my top 10 is a little bit weird here. So I guess it would be 3 to 12 is how it would work. Um, so after Balut, I have Terrence Williams. I think that's someone who, who's got all the athletic ability in, a, in the world and uh, had some success early on with the Nets in his NBA career. I think he's someone who could – he was in the big – three pull last year mm-hmm. and I think he's ready to take that next step and I think he could do it at a bigger level yeah. um then I had uh Kintel Kintel Woods in there and then Derek Byers to round out my top 10 so yeah um it was just kind of that middle portion I think we got we had some differences but um is there anything in that top 10 that you think that I I'm just crazy I mean again we're going off presumptions here but is there anything in there that you're just like Anthony no, no, that's, <laughs> I not, mean, that's not happening. <laughs> I think, I think, obviously, we're doing a big board, so we're ranking who we think is, you know, the most who's going to be the most coveted prospect. But I think a lot of it's going to come down to tonight and which teams get the top picks. Yeah, absolutely. and you know, and you're looking at need, and you're just going to base it off of that. So, yeah, you know, I think, I think these guys can kind of go anywhere. The one thing that I will say though is our guy Balut, which you and I both really want to see him in the league. I'm being told that he did not have as good of a showing as he maybe could have. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me just because although being a really skilled three-on-three player, he hasn't played the level of talent that most of these guys have. Um, so it's definitely a different challenge, him coming coming in. And not the words I wanted to hear come out of your mouth on that, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, the truth is always good to hear, and... It would, it, it, honestly, it wouldn't shock me if he wasn't at, if he was completely left off a roster or if he was one of the more coveted prospects because he understands the three on three game so well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, I mean, I would love to be on the, be him on the roster just because I feel like that opens up a whole new door, a whole new aspect. And I would love to see FIBA guys go out there. But from what, it, from what it's looking like, it looks like he didn't necessarily uh, differentiate himself as much as you and I would have expected. Okay. So that's not saying that, you know, he he played poorly or whatever, but he definitely is not cuz I I think I had him originally in like my top 5. Oh wow. And then you dropped yeah. him completely off the list? Well, no. So right, well, honestly, I don't know where to put him now. Now I have <laughs> him like mid round 2, but the more the more and more I look into it, the more and more I'm thinking, you know, maybe late round 3. Yeah. Well, even if he's on a roster, I think it still opens up really big doors, and I think that's something that somebody could do. Um, just, I think just based on his knowledge of the game, I think that's something that a coach might covet. Yeah. Uh, if there's somebody that they are not in love with or they feel like they have a solid five and they're just adding one. Yep. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, let's get into this, this middle tier kind of portion here. Um, I guess we'll start at – I guess we'd start at 13. Man, those, those three's company. I wish they could just come out and make their decision already. But, yeah, I know. But let's go ahead and start at 13, and we'll go from 13 to 20, 22 here. So who, okay. who you got? You can just get a quick rundown and kind of highlight yeah, some of Yeah, so those I'm not going to edit it now. I'm going to stick with what I had. <laughs> All right. Um, at 13, so the number one pick in the second round, I had Blute. Um, okay. And then <laughs> – 
14, I, mean, I have Larry Sanders. Okay. 15, I have Jermaine Taylor. 16, I, I have Bonzi Wells. 15, I have Josh Powell. Okay. 16, I, or excuse me, is that 18 now? What are we up to? <laughs> uh, I guess, let's see. Um, yeah, I guess it'd be 18. Yeah, right. Okay. 18, I have Marcus Banks. Okay. 19, I have Jason Powell. Okay. 20, Mike James. Okay. 21, Robert Ike. And 22, Dante Jones. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go through my list, and I can already tell the subtle difference, or maybe not even that subtle. I can tell a huge difference in our big board, and I know what it's based off of. Um, okay. 13, I have Frank Nitty. And then 14, I threw in Mario Chalmers. At 15, I have Chris Johnson. 16, I threw in Hakeem Warwick. Again, size, athletic ability. Um, I think someone that could be underrated. 17, I threw in C.J. Watson. 18, Royce White. 19, Ryan Hollins. 20, Mike Taylor. 21, Larry Sanders. And 22, Jermaine Taylor. Um, I, I think our biggest difference right now is I'm going too much based off NBA experience where, where you are really coveting that big three experience. And rightfully so. I'm not... I'm not Judging your big board by any means. I mean, if Balut completely fucks up, then I just have him. <laughs> I just have him completely. Like I'm just completely wrong on it. I look like no. You know, I mean, there's no right or wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, listen. If you can go back, I mean, it's it's on Twitter. You can go back and you can look at my mock draft for last year. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure like my top five picks like went undrafted. <laughs> so this, so this right. is a redemption year for me. All right. Well, yeah. If anything, you've got some experience, and I'm I'm still the rookie in this thing. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see, man. Let I think the biggest thing for me, and you can you can comment on my my next ten picks, is that uh, Bonzi Wells. Um, I know Bonzi Wells had a, a semi role last year playing for Tri State because they had so many good players on their team. Um, I'm honestly a little. I'm not worried about Bonzi Wells, but I think, like I said, age is it plays into it a little bit. So I think that Bonzi Wells being older, for, despite everyone being older, he is one of the older guys, and he's no Mahmoud. So yeah. um, what was your reasoning just for putting him up there in that middle-tier range? Um, I mean, I think, like you said, I'm really valuing experience. Um, he, did, he had a small role on Tri-State, but I think he did it well. And yeah. I think that, you know, he, he proves that he can be a part of a winning team, you know, in the big three. Yeah. So I think he'll just kind of go based off of that. And I think people – he has a good reputation around the league. People like to play with him. Yeah. I mean, um, so, I, you know, pretty. so I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see the role that he gets. This might kind of be a conservative pick. Yeah, um, it, it definitely could be. Yeah, but, you know, we'll see. But, I, but like, you, like you said, I'm heavily valuing the big three experience. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's the right way to go. I think I factored in NBA experience a little bit more um, and a little bit more age. I think – so a couple of things that I did like that we agreed on is um, we threw Jermaine, Jermaine Taylor in there. I threw him a little bit lower, but I did want to move him up. Um, I just never did. I wasn't sure. But Jermaine Taylor, I think, is a sneaky pick. Played really yeah. well for the Ballhawks last year. Mm-hmm. Um, sharp shooter. I think he can take you off the dribble a little bit and finish around the rim a little bit better than most people realized. Um, and he had some big games last year for Ballhawk. I think there were some times where he really had to take over. And something that I expressed a lot last year is I really, as much as I love Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba, 
and I like Josh Childress. I just don't think those guys are in the same tier as the other captains around the league. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't get on board with it. So I think they're. Well, they're, Brian Scalabrini. Well, you you'd be correct in saying that because Brian Scalabrini is the greatest player of all time. So he is in a different <laughs> tier than the rest of the captains. You would be correct. Okay. In saying okay. That. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got me there. All right. But I, I do think that the ball hogs got to add some guys that can do things like Jermaine Taylor. So I, I honestly, I love Jermaine Taylor back to the ball hogs. I just don't know if he'll, if somebody they'll get their hands on him again. Um, yeah. I don't know. And the other one was, um, I actually have Dante Jones right outside too. I think he's someone, you know, because of his his drama in that championship game when he was traded to Three's Company, I think that he's somebody that you know he's known for being that that talker, uh, the uh, the trash talker. You know, he had his arguments with Gary Payton and whatever. But I think he's someone that that contributed when he needed to and had a decent role. So I like Dante Jones in that middle tier too. Yeah, he's a dog, man. He's gonna bring that edge to whatever team gets him. Um. My biggest sleeper, I think, in this mid-tier was Royce White. Now, Royce White is another guy who kind of derailed his NBA career. First-round pick for the Houston Rockets. Um, has some issues in the G League, D League uh, during his time. So, I think at this point, he's someone that can really uh, – he might really shock us. And I think that because he's still a young guy, could uh, really make some big moves. Okay. Right. So, that, like that's it. my take. That's, that's my take. Um, Royce White could not even be drafted. So, don't. You know. I mean, no, listen, man, I, 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 I'll tell you, listen, man, you said it. you got to stick with it, man. I like it. That's your guy, man. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm a Royce White truther as of, as of right now. Let's go with that. Okay, so let's go through, uh, let's just go through the, the final round here, and we'll just kind of, you can kind of highlight some guys you like in that, that late tier that could be some, a sleeper pick. Yeah, so I'm just going to say my final 10. All right, um, so I have Ryan Hollins, I have CJ Leslie, I have Darius Miles, Kendall Gill, Jason Forte, Greg Oden, who I will talk about Greg Oden after I'm done with this. Okay. Um, Devin Sweetney, uh, Daniel Gibson, Johan Petro, and Ike Diogu. Okay. Um, let me go through my 10 before you, you talk about Oden, because I do want to hear yep. your take on it. And I do have him in this bottom tier. Okay, so... The 25 through 37 range, I have Jamario Moon, Johan Petro, Carlos Arroyo, Corsley Edwards, uh, Daniel Gibson, Brandon Rush, Eddie House, Greg Oden, Robert Height, Michael Thompson, Lee Nalen, Ike Diogu, and Bonzi Wells. They, those are the ones that round out. Um, so there's some, there's some similarities there, especially Greg Oden. He's probably the biggest one because he was actually in the big three draft pool last year. Yeah. And, wasn't even drafted. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering what's the big difference. You know, he's obviously potentially one of the biggest number one picks that busted and also has a ton of knee injuries. So the fact that he's even playing still is, you know, kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Um, um, basically, what I'm being told is that Greg Oden is more than likely this is going to be year that, the year that Greg Oden gets drafted. Oh, well, good to hear. So yeah. That, I, mean, that, I want to see Greg Oden play. Don't get me wrong. Me I mean, too. No, I mean, absolutely. I'm he, being told that people respect the fact that he came back after not being drafted last year. Um, and even though that he was not at the Combine today, um, people, they, they like the guy. They think he's a good guy. And that there's going to be a team willing to take a chance on him this year. 
Wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, think about it. this is a guy who went before or Kevin Durant, and we, and we see what Kevin Durant's doing right now in yeah. Golden State. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's crazy to think that he's in the big three right now playing. Um, but I, you know, he could if he gets it right and he is finally healthy, he could be someone that that could be a big presence for a few years to come because. You know, I think me and you both believe that this is something that's going to stick around a while. So, Greg Oden, maybe his his calling was just a big three and three on three basketball half court game. I mean, maybe, um, man. We'll find out. And I'll actually post these big three draft boards uh, if you want to send me yours over. Will I will post these in the show notes that way people can yeah, kind of look over right. these a little bit because I know we absolutely we skipped over a couple here. Uh, anybody you left out of your top thirty, let's say top thirty-seven, that you kind of feel like you kind of regret keeping out of your top 37, but you know, you know, you were kind of on the edge of putting them in your top 37. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do Lee nail on. Okay. Um, He's retiring, but, man. You got, you, you think no one's going to take a shot on him. He's that's just gonna... the thing. Now that you say that and I, and I hear those words, I'm like, Oh, what was I thinking? Um, I mean, he balled out that first year. What happened? He balled out in some games that first year. He was averaging no, you're right. he did. Like 10, so 11 he, He's points. definitely going to go. So I just don't know who he's going to replace. Um, I understand. The only the reason why I have CJ Leslie is because he's 27 years old. Okay, I mean, I mean, like I said, age is a big factor, and yeah. being a young guy against a bunch of older dudes, it's going to make a difference. Yeah. So I want to know what this guy's deal is. Yeah. Like this, this guy is in his athletic prime, so I, I want to see this guy. I, I, this, I'm more than happy to see him too. I, I hope he gets drafted for our sake then. Yeah. Um. But other people, I didn't have Romeo Travis in there. Yeah, that was, I didn't um, either. That was LeBron's high school teammate. Right. Um, I didn't have Scoop Jardine in there. Another guy I was kind of iffy about too. Yeah, Romeo yeah. Travis would be an interesting one because I don't, I don't know how many games Bron came to last year. I don't think he came to any. No, but no, did either. you know, if Bron's coming to games, then it could bring some traction to the league for sure. Yep. Uh, so you know, we'll see. Maybe Romeo draft Travis is drafted just for that reason. Um. I actually, you know, I didn't have Eddie Curry in there. You know, he's obviously had some health concerns and was actually just released from the team he was playing on in Asia. So, yeah, I didn't have Eddie Curry either. You know, as he had his moments in the NBA, but the fact that he was just released from another professional league kind of worried me a little. Yeah. Um, Salim Stoudemire is, I think, a guy who could be a good role player, but I just don't know with so much talent added if he's going to be able to make it. Yeah, I didn't pick – I didn't have him either. Um. Alonzo G is another guy who had some success in the NBA. I just, yeah, you know, he, I, I wasn't sure about him either. Tyshawn Taylor is a guy that interests me. He's been playing professionally. Uh, you know, he was obviously a good player at Kansas, four-year player, and I think he could be a guy that sneaks into the into the third round if someone is preferring a, a little bit younger, maybe a little bit more bounce kind of guy because I think that is what Tyshawn Taylor could provide. Yeah. What about um, Ike Diogo? Do you have him? I had him late in, uh, late as well. He's a guy who's still playing professionally, I believe. Yeah, he uh, was the 2017 uh, FIBA Africa MVP. Oh, no, that's huge then. Yeah, I had yeah, him in my so way here. I, I had no idea who this guy was. So as soon as I, I was Googling all these people, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I was like, I got to get this guy in. I was yeah. like, I have to see the African MVP versus the European MVP. Right, exactly. Like Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> Oh gosh, it's um and you know I think I read I saw this um that that kind of concludes our big boards um 
a lot of people probably could agree with them, but then there's probably a hell of a lot more people that disagree. So, oh, uh, no doubt. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's what makes the draft so exciting and the oh, draft absolutely. process so much fun. Um, I did see today. You know, the big three was answering a bunch of questions on their social media on their Instagram, and one of the things I saw, I can't remember what the question was exactly. I think it had something to do with Lamar Odom, or who is going to be the final captain of the enemies. And they said that's something they're going to announce tomorrow. Uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a Lamar Odom. I mean, I, I just think it's a no-brainer at this it's point. It's going to be Lamar Odoms and Perry Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like you know Perry Jones they announced, but Lamar Odom they're keeping such a secret. I don't know if they're doing it, you know, to like kind of honor him for coming back into the league or yeah, playing basketball know. again from his, you know, his his travesties that he went through and his lifetime, and to be able to rebound from that, I think that's huge. So maybe that it that has something to do with that. Um, yeah, it's it's really hard for me to say. Yeah, he's a big name too. They might be waiting to announce that like ahead of the draft or something just to generate some interest yeah i i completely agree that it's it's uh gonna be interesting here um i'm actually you know i'm, I'm kind of looking at some of these team rosters and thinking what who would be the who would be like the deadliest if they got the number one pick obviously i'm actually rocking my my power jersey today i posted on social media on my nice. twitter at, at fourth man pod so i'm repping the mvp here in Corey mcgetty um, they're obviously set with their team. Uh, they got McGetty and then uh, Coutinho Mobley, Glenn Davis, Chris Anderson, Quentin Richardson. I mean, they're they're pretty stacked. But who do you think would be like a deadly team if they got the number one pick? So the only team that can't get the number one pick is Power and Three's company. So who... I mean, if you want to talk deadly, I I mean, I imagine Three Headed Monsters is the number one pick. <laughs> Yeah, I, think I mean, could crazy, you imagine so. if three-headed monsters ends up with like Alan Anderson or Xavier Silas or any one of these people? Yeah, I mean, I, you already. I mean, they should. You know, but before Rashard Lewis got hurt, you know, they they probably would have been in the championship. Yeah, and then and could they, they have beaten Power. I don't know, but I think they had a they had a chance. Yeah, and I think they, you know, they were a team that continued to stay undefeated despite the injury was they continue to face. I mean, I just feel felt like week after week they someone was going down. So yeah. um, I think that's a, that's a good point. I'm actually, you know, despite Ghostballers being not very good last year, um, they obviously didn't have Mike Bibby like half the year. I think that's a team to watch for if they were to get a number one pick and add to their, their squad of Bibby, Carlos Boozer, and Ricky Davis. Because yeah. Boozer looked really good after he adjusted to three-on-three, and Ricky Davis – you know, he's just been one of the better players in the big three since he's been there. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think Ghost Bowlers, I think they had a weird year. You know what I mean? Yeah, very I weird. don't expect them to be that bad again. I think yeah. that was a fluke. Yeah, I agree. Um, out of the expansion teams, so the Aliens, Bivouac, Enemies, and Triplets, which which do you think is the most prepared going into the draft, and which which team do you think really needs to improve? Like really needs to hit on their first pick. Uh, I know we had I talked think, a little bit last week about triplets looking really good right now, but yeah, I think triplets probably look the best. Yeah, even um, after the addition of Gennaro Pargo. Yep, I okay. think that Joe Johnson, Pargo, Al Jefferson—that's that's awesome. Right. Yeah, um, I think honestly, if we're if we're keeping it a hundred with each other, I think it might be enemies. You know, I, I kind of thought that too. You, you know, you think 
first team you, you think is Bivouac because of not having as many credible names as, say, the other expansion teams. But you're right. I mean, I think, you know, Lamar Odom is still kind of iffy, regardless if he is a co-captain. And, and so is Perry Jones. He was a former first-round pick, but also a guy who didn't stay in the league very long. So Yeah, so, uh, I mean... Gilbert like, would carry that team. You want, sure. you expect enemies to be good just because of Gilbert Arenas and Lamar Odom and all that, but right. until they have no proven guys, yeah, on that team, yeah, like so. they as right now they have nobody with big three experience, so expect them to draft like if they can like a Xavier Silas or a Jamario Moon or somebody that has big three experience. Yeah, no, I I would. Expect that too. Alan Anderson would be a big hit for them. You know, yep. it'd be crazy to think that Three's company would even let go of Emmett or Max Hill, but for whatever, if for some odd reason they did that, yeah, like how crazy would that be to see one of them go go number one to like a, a three headed monsters? Like, you oh said, my god, I mean, like, if if Andre Emmett somehow ends up on the three headed monsters, you might as well not even play the season. <laughs> I mean, that's that's three and a half MVP candidates. Yeah. You have Rashard Lewis, who have who has already won MVP, Reggie Evans, who's the best big man in the league, probably, and then you have Andre Emmett and yeah. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Yeah. I mean, the god himself. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I think that's all we got covered for today. Obviously, the draft will be tomorrow at 10 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. I, like I said, I'll post these big boards in the show notes. Um, go ahead and give us a follow if you haven't. That'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, for Fourth Man Podcast, to be at Fourth Man Pod, and for Will at Big Three News, he's you know he's obviously a legend in the in the Big Three community. Oh but, come on! <laughs> Don't do at, that. at Big Three News <laughs> with the the th- the E in News being a three. Hey, I mean yeah. you are you 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 were in here first. You you made big strides and it's paying off. I mean the league. Thank you. I appreciate you that. Um, as always, this is a good time, and I hope you. Uh, I hope I'm not annoying you by continuing to ask you to come on. But no, I had a great time, man. I got to got, got get you back on here post draft. We got we got yeah, to talk absolutely because I I um I, I know that we're uh, we're still familiarizing ourselves with each other, but I think I think getting into the season with teams getting ready to go, we're gonna have some uh, quite the debate here. So let me tell you something. As long as you know, I'm a Giants fan, so as long as nobody drafts Daniel Jones in this draft, we'll be good. <laughs> Oh, uh, I, 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 I hate to tell you, I'm, I'm a Jets fan, so I think Jets and okay, Giants okay. are already clashing. I think, we're, I think we're already slowly clashing here. So uh, <laughs> this, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to work. Never mind. Just don't come back on. <laughs> uh, if, you want, if you want some heated debates coming up this summer, definitely, definitely tune in to the rest of our shows. Um, yeah, definitely. Thank you again. We appreciate everybody listening, and we will see you all next time. Peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube